Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Mal Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions online, we answer them for you here, or on our Patreon secret episodes, or in person at our live shows, award-winningly, on the topic of sex and dating. That's right. We have another live show coming up. And as we mentioned before, this could be our last live show in a while. We signed on to do three. We haven't discussed doing any more, but you know, it, it could happen. But if you don't want to miss the opportunity to come out and check us out live uh, next month, or I guess this month when this comes out, I believe, April 20th, that's 420. Blaze it. F buds. F buds. 420. We will be doing a live show at Black Sheep. As usual, it is in Toronto. Uh, it is a cocktail bar in Liberty Village. The show is, is free. free. All you have to do, I mean, you don't even have to make a reservation, but it's highly required or highly requested or highly, what's the word? Recommended is the term recommended. that Dan is struggling to find. It was one of those R, R, R words. Uh, yeah, we, we tend to sell out about uh, at least a week ahead of the uh, show. And by sell out, I mean book out. Because it is, as we said, free. So if you want to come, it's the safest way to do it. If you do arrive and there's no tables, you're allowed to stand. We'll let yeah. that happen. We'll make sure you are treated right. I'm also pretty sure you can't reserve uh, bar seating, which is always available as well. So if you can't book a table, there is a chance you might be able to like sneak in and sit at the bar as well. You can always show up, but we do recommend and request and whatever those other words Dane said that you do book a table because we want to see your beautiful faces. And I'm not going to lie. These live shows have been awesome and not just because like it's been really fun for me and Dane to to, you know, shake it up. But like the coolest fucking people have come. We've had a very, very good audience. The power of just being in a room with that many awesome people is like, you can feel it. And like, it's great. I fucking love it. Also, please join our Patreon because it helps us do things. It helps us keep going. helps us maintain everything. And we love you. So I know, yeah, you, you've been thinking about doing it. You've been thinking about supporting us. And now is the time. Let's get into the show. You ready? My cat. Yeah, my cat is attached to me right now. Hold on. Okay, we're good. This is by Ocean Blue 20. Boyfriend, male 32, said to me, female 26, guys who live with their girlfriends are pussies and they would rather not live with them. My boyfriend, male 32, told me, female 26, if you asked most guys, they'd say they would rather not live with their girlfriend. Context. We've been together over two years with a small break in the middle. We both live in our own separate unit slash apartments, 10 minute drive from each other. He loves his own space and needs at least one night per week sitting in his house alone, as well as there being two nights a week he does football, meaning he is there, meaning there's at least three nights where we are at our own houses alone. When we discuss moving in, he implies not for a long time. I'm the opposite, and I love company. When brought up, he said if you ask most guys, they'd rather not live with their girlfriends and their pussies that they do. I feel like this is just his opinion, not most guys's. Would love to hear if this is the case from guys' opinions. Surely guys would love it as they get looked after, etc. Or examples, help with the dinner, food shopping, washing, cleaning, etc. As well as company too, but just added help too. Edit. This is when an argument context after he firstly says he's not ready, etc. I guess more normally, but then I kept talking about it and this line was dropped at the end. We've spent the last three weeks together without a break over the holidays and he wanted a night off. I didn't really respect that. Also, he clearly doesn't know how to communicate. 
it, this is tough because there is a number of things like I'm not a, like I don't hate the idea of not living with a partner because mm-hmm. I am also someone who appreciates, you know, my own space and my own privacy and being able to pick and choose when I share my space and time with people. Mm-hmm. Do I think people who want to live with their partners are pussies? <laughs> no. I think that's a wild sort of one of these bullshit like Sigma male things. Yeah, I, I just I just think it's bad. I think it's a bad take. I, and like, again, I'm kind of in his camp of, you know, I'm I'm never in a rush to move in with a partner. Yeah, um, there's a lot happening here. Like, firstly, oh, guys who live with their girlfriends are pussies and they secretly don't want to. It's a wild statement. It's verifiably untrue. And also it's just super toxic. And it's like, do you really want to date someone who's thinks that they're a pussy if they ever live with you. But on the other side of things, it's like you don't seem to understand where he's coming from with regards to him wanting his own space. Because the way you talk about it, it seems very like, oh, he wants a night, like at least every blah, blah. Like you, you seem kind of bitter about it. And you do specifically state that you didn't respect that after spending three weeks together without a break. And that might well have played into why he, as you said, at the end of this argument, after you kept pressing the issue, why he made a throwaway bullshit toxic comment. Not that I'm forgiving it, but there is more at play here. Yeah, I think it's too, there's there's like a twofold problem. There's one, there's this guy's idea of what like masculinity is and the fact that like moving in with a partner and I guess like being vulnerable enough to do so or trusting enough to do so or wanting to spend time sort of uh, unadulterated with a partner makes you less of a man or makes you a pussy. That's bad. I don't even really know what that's rooted in. Like, it's not even like a traditional sort of like alpha male response. Like a lot of dudes in that camp think that like my woman should be like in my kingdom and she Mm -hmm. should be, you know, here doing all the things like, you know, that typically is the, so I don't really know where that living with a partner makes you a pussy. What you're saying is he's, he's taking a stand against standard toxic masculinity. You go King. Yeah. He's, he's branching out and and brewing a new form of toxic masculinity. (laughs) Hey, BF male 32, you drop this and I'm giving him back his crown. He's the positive king we need right now. No, obviously that is lies because he sucks in this way. I think many things here, right? If you're not ready to move in together, you're not ready to move in together. doesn't matter if you're ready. We say it before. We say it again. If it's not fuck yes, it's a no. And moving in is definitely one of those things. Uh, It's a big commitment. Uh, Two years isn't that long. You guys live pretty near each other. And you don't seem to be able to understand his need for, you know, solitary time. Those are all things that need to be addressed. He also needs to learn how to communicate and also maybe deal with some toxic views. But the very fact that you're having this issue is clear evidence you shouldn't live together. Well, other than his his bullshit, like, yeah, you're a pussy views. I don't really know where the he doesn't know how to communicate because him saying very clearly, oh, hey, I need a, a day every week to sort of recharge and have my own space. And also being like, hey, we just spent three weeks together. I would mm-hmm. like a night off. <laughs> that is how you communicate. No, I, I agree with that. I think this in this case, it's like him exploding and being like, man, who live with their women are pussies, which I'm assuming is just like him getting annoyed about the topic and like lashing out or unless it is literally a view he has, which is a glaring red flag. Yeah. I, it, like that's what it comes down to one. Like Niall mentioned it earlier. I wouldn't necessarily want to move in or be with a partner who is like, who whose fundamental view is uh, a pretty common step in moving a relationship forward, which is, you know, living together 
is for idiots. It's a stupid mm-hmm. thing to do and I never want to do it. I don't know if I'd want to be with a partner that never wanted to move in with me or more specifically would think that they are less of a person because they have done it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would always think be like, if we did move in together, I would be like, are you good? Or do you resent every second that we are in this apartment together, regardless of like whether we're hanging out or like doing anything, but like, mm-hmm. do you just wake up every day and you're like, Oh, this bitch is still here. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot here. I also of, of concern is weird that like, she seems to be like, Oh, I'll like the help. It's, it's that's why you would want someone there for the help. And it's like, sure. It's cool to, I guess, split chores and shit, but like, it worries me that she's almost reducing her role to this, like very stereotypical, like dinner, cleaning, washing. I I'm just worried that like that, that's not it. That's not why you're moving in together. Yeah, like Mal said, there's, there's, it's very lovely to be able to split the, you know, the effort of maintaining a home with another person. But that is, that's sort of like the, it's like the perk of moving in with someone is also like splitting rent. You know, mm-hmm. I have a one bedroom and now I, now I'm paying half of what I was before. You that's mean, great. But that shouldn't it. be the reason why I've moved in with a partner or have mm-hmm. invited a partner to move in with me. Yeah. What I would say in this situation is one, when he's not like inflamed, have a chat about what he said, because if you want this relationship to continue and he thinks that this is like him casting aside his masculinity or being a coward, if you guys ever move in together, it probably won't work out. If you can't take this next step or if you do and it's going to be the worst, it's probably not going to go well. If he did just explode and wants to apologize backtrack talk it out great again great in that you can move forward not great in that happened in the first place but i also think you really need to think about how his needs are or aren't being met with regards to solitary time because i get it i really fucking get it and it's like solitary time is either something we had far too much of or far too little of since covid happened and it's like you need it you need to recharge those fucking batteries so i do not begrudge this man his need for some alone time let him have his alone time and you should be able to have your alone time, whether that be with friends or by yourself. You're not going to have a strong relationship or a strong life if you need to be attached to the hip 24-7. Yeah, I mean, there, there are like different levels of boundaries as well, like in a relationship. And, and like, I, I think absolutely being able to draw a line in the sand of being like, today is a day where I just want to like shut the engines off and you're welcome to go do your own thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm going to play video games for eight hours. Yeah. And that's that's what I need for my mental health right now. And, you know, we could we could talk about the idea of like being if if they never want to spend time with you, if they go too far yes, the other direction, that's an issue. then also an issue. But I mean, like I do with you every now and then where I'm just like, you know, after our weekend of live show and then St. Patty's and then, you know, two days of Comic-Con uh, and then I was, you know, balls deep in getting all the all the time I missed that weekend to get the episode of No Quest ready. I think it was like the Wednesday where I was just like, I don't want to talk about podcasts. I just need a I need a hard break from podcasts because it is all I've done for the past, you know, almost seven days. Mm-hmm. We do a lot here over at no fuck quest buddy industries um which is why you should join our patreon but yeah it's you know i i get it so like it it strikes a chord with me that like this man's needs are not being met and it's frustrating because i don't want to ignore the fact that what he said is a book wild shitty thing but you should be able to respect your partner's need for a little bit of just alone time that's not abnormal that's very healthy 
I advocate everyone find the ability to be alone for a little yes. bit. It's it's so important. I, I feel like everyone who like it, it's those people who like have those revolving doors of relationships, like who never take a second to just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, it, you know, they they were in a relationship and then they broke up, and then like two days later, they're dating someone new, and you're just like, there's no way this is gonna go well. There's no way you're gonna be happy or satisfied or this will be healthy or not toxic everyone just take a deep breath find a day this week and just be by yourself you know like either make a really tasty dinner or order some comfort food put on your favorite movie play your like favorite video game like just Mm -hmm. just turn the engines down and i promise you no matter how busy you are you can find an evening or an afternoon to do that and i promise you you your your week will be changed yeah This is, I don't, it's important to ask this question right now, but I don't like saying any of the words in it. Okay. Um, So this is uh, Mara Sophie X. She's 16 and he's 17. My boyfriend wants me to stroke his penis during school. This is my first post since my friends seemed unhelpful on the matter. My boyfriend and I are dating for two months. I recently mentioned that I wanted to try something risky. His response was, I should jerk him off in class. While the thought of it is kind of hot. I don't want to risk getting thrown out of school. My female friends are saying I should leave him for the suggestion or I should do it. We sit next to each other. So it's possible. Has anyone ever done something like this? What alternative could I suggest to him? Thank you. Yeah, it's not a good call. No, it's not. When I first read the question, when I first found the question, I came, I was like, in my mind, I was like, what an asshole. What a dirtbag. But then I thought about it and I was like, you did posit the idea of being like, let's try something risky. Yeah. And like, you're also a dumb, horny kid. When I was hooking up with people in school, would I have wanted that? Fully, because I'm not thinking about the consequences. I'm thinking like, this is fun and hot. Is it a good thing to suggest? No. But at the same time, it's like suggesting it is one thing. Pressing it and like being being shitty about it is a very different thing. So like if he brings it up and you're like, you know what? That's honestly wait, That's too far, too risque. And he's like, ah, you're right. Great. You guys had a healthy conversation. Yeah, it really depends on his reaction. I think there there was a lot of people knee jerking to like uh, mirroring what they were saying, like her friends were saying, being like, you should leave him. But I was yeah. like, well, she opened that door. He threw something through that door. You can throw it right back. Like that's yeah. that's the nice thing about communication is it's not like I ask question, you give answer and then like we fight or I do it. It's like, no, now you fine tune. And maybe mm. it's something as simple as instead of jerking him off in class, you talk, you, you know, you whisper to him that you would like to be jerking him off in class or, you know, I don't or know. You, you find, find a secret place. We used to have like a fucking photo room in uh, like oh, a dark man. room in our oh, school. And boy, you know, yes. naughtiness, naughtiness ensued or there were various spots. And it's like, see, the thing is. I don't think there's anything offensive in the suggestion, right? Because no. someone's risque isn't somebody else's, right? And it's like him just saying that isn't like, oh, how fucking dare you even think about it? Is it a great idea? If you were into it, maybe. I don't think in out of context or in context, it is good just purely for the risk factor. And it's like it's kind of a shitty thing to do. The people around you aren't consenting and might bear witness to this. You know what I mean? That's a great point. But like just bringing it up, whatever. It's You're floating an idea. You say no, you guys reestablish something else. It's not, again, the, the problem here comes in if he presses you or if he tries to shame you or if he's being shitty. 
And let's let's talk about the realities of the world as well. The uh, the fallout if you get caught is going to be much harsher on you than it is on him. He's going to get a bunch of high fives because he got jerked off in class and you're going to get a reputation of being yeah the one who jerked him off in class. Right. Like that's that is unfortunately, especially as teenagers, like you'll get eaten alive and it's not worth the risk. One, you probably will get suspended or expelled or Mm -hmm. kicked out or whatever. And it also depends on where you are. Like some places, like if you're in a very religious part of America, like America's fucked. So it's like I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, hey, we don't even let people like read certain books you did this thing so now you're like expelled or it goes in your permanent record and then you don't get into universe you know it's it's not worth it right don't live in these like unrealistic porn fantasies it's not gonna work out whatever just counter with what you want to do that's risque and feel free to like start small and build yeah i mean there was like if this is something he's into maybe pause it like if you have like a finished basement or somewhere sort of like secluded where you guys hang out when you're at his house or he's at your house maybe like you know, a blanket while you're watching TV and a, a light stroke mm-hmm. while your parents are in the other room. Like, it's a far more controlled environment and a lot easier to hide. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's a lot, it's a much safer environment. And, like, if your parents catch you kind of getting a little frisky with your high school boyfriend, like... Yes, it's going to suck and be embarrassing, but you're not getting expelled and you're not getting shamed by everybody in your year. Again, hopefully not. Parents are fucked. But your parents also your principal. Damn. And your living room is also the classroom. Shit. Well, if you're homeschooled. I just want to circle back and just say I'm so happy that you had the same dark room experience as I did growing right? up. The best. I, uh, so <laughs> we used to, it wasn't the dark room. It was the room where you would transfer your film into the, like, the thing that you would submerge and, and develop. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, like, a little room that was pitch black so you wouldn't expose your film. Mm-hmm. And so we would go in there and you'd lock it from the inside so that people couldn't open it mm-hmm. and ruin your film. It was great and it was bad because, one, I was fucking terrible at getting the film onto the spool. So we would, like, push say, the, you know, it, wink, it's wink, not a euphemism. Film onto the- so, like, I would, you know, we'd go in there and we'd make out and we'd get all handsy and stuff. But then I had two problems. One, come all over the film. Well, I'd have to wait long enough to, like, not be hard so mm-hmm. I didn't walk out of this closet with a big old high school erection Mm -hmm. and two i still had to do the thing that i went in there to do yeah so like (laughs) i would go in there and be like in there for way too long so everyone was immediately suspicious what i did was i had people come in who i i didn't want to get frisky with and they realized just how fucking bad i was Mm, at the the actual task yeah to lend a little legitimacy of people so like people would come up and be like no this guy's actually just a fucking (laughs) idiot just such shit yeah That's fair. So, yeah, just fire back with something if you're uncomfortable doing it. And in this state, in this uh, certain circumstance, you probably should be uncomfortable doing it. And hey, learning when to push the envelope and when to not is also an important thing of growing up in general. You know what I mean? So it's not too soon to learn like, hey, this might be fun or someone else wants to do this. But hey, there's a lot of chances that this goes very poorly. So maybe I shouldn't. And also, if you're the one saying, hey, I want to do something risque, I assume you have an idea in mind. So proffer that. Yeah. Start small, work your way up. It's like any sort of voyeurism is a kink and, you know, that that kind of thing. Like, walk up to it. You don't have to start with, like, fuck it in public in front of a crowd. Like, that's not. You can can find a secluded park at night. That's what everyone back home did, mainly because no one afforded apartments still. But, like. break it. Dude, like, no one in. 
No, but I mean, like, you guys can actually rent. There's no, like, rental market in Dublin, really. Yeah. Like, the majority of people I know still live at home and they're in their fucking 30s. You know? Nerds. Well, they don't have any other options. So everyone's fucking in parks when you're a kid. We always had that one cool kid whose parents were never home and had a really sick basement. That was our that was our thing. I don't think there's anything wrong in the suggestion itself. And also fair play. He he said what he thought was hot. You said what you wanted to do. It's like meet him in the middle. Don't kink shame. And also do not feel like you have to do it. Yeah, I like that's what it boils down to is this is a fun thing. You've you've offered a, a an intro like an open to door to be like, hey, I want to try something more risky. Your boyfriend has offered a, a solution or, a you know, a, an option. You can then sort of fine tune it, tweak it and figure it out. Um, one now just raise the point you are not obligated to do anything so if you don't feel safe doing it then don't, don't. do it mm-hmm. two if and now also brought this up if he begins pushing the issue it's important to set a boundary and be like hey i've told you i don't feel comfortable doing that and then maybe consider not pursuing this risky venture with this partner or even continuing a relationship because you are young and it is very easy to get caught up in the moment. It's very Mm -hmm. easy to let hormones take control of you. So if you have these moments of lucidity, of clarity, uh, embrace them and make good decisions based on those. So if you find he's getting really pushy or isn't taking no for an answer or is getting really shitty or manipulative, like if he starts, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to convince you, why'd you bring it up? If you're not going to do, you know, like shit like that. If he isn't like, okay, cool. I'm works with you. You know, then you probably have problems. And you can also just be like, oh, well, I've changed my mind. I, I, I thought I wanted to do something risky. And now that I think about it, I, I don't the risks that I, I, I'm willing to take aren't the ones that seem to satisfy what I'm looking for. So let's wait until there's a time when we can yeah. do it. That's fun for both of us. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? E. This user has deleted themselves. Damn. 28-year-old female, 28-year-old male. What if revenge is the only way I can get over my husband's previous infidelities? <laughs> I know the I mean, title. Hmm? It did. I can't. Yeah. What if? What if? That's the new. This is actually the new Disney show. <laughs> it's the sequel <laughs> to What If, but it's What If Revenge is the old now. Uh, I know the title sounds horrible, but I guess I technically haven't cheated yet. Or I guess it mainly depends on what you consider cheating. My husband came clean about previous infidelities, and I've tried to get past them because they happened a long time ago. The most recent, two years ago. For the most part, I do feel happy with him, but in the back of my mind, the infidelity is always there. For many years, I had my suspicions, but he would gaslight me, make me feel like I'm crazy, and so I chose to believe, to believe him. Well, about a month ago, a coworker started dropping by my office pretty frequently with silly excuses, and it wasn't until maybe the fifth visit I realized he was flirting with me. He asked for my number, and we've been texting. It's pretty much always flirty, but just started getting sexual, and I won't lie. I'm really into him, so I think I might just go through with it. I know it's horrible, but I feel like it might be the only way to get over the infidelity or get some real clarity, or I might just ruin my life. IDK. These things, like, this is what upsets me about the majority of modern relationships, mm-hmm. where people know the answer to their problem, yep. but instead of pursuing the solution, throw in all of these, like, bullshit, like, reasons as to, like, the solution that I'm talking about is you are not happy with your husband. He did something that hurt you and you can't get over that. And you don't trust your partner anymore. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you like what the, like I'm happy with him for the most part is (laughs) the rose tinted glasses that you look back on the relationship prior to learning that he was, what's the word? Unfaithful. Yeah. But even like for the most part means 
you're unhappy with them. Yeah. Like, and like I get it. Not every relationship is perfect. Not You're mm-hmm. not going to be 100% happy with your partner 100% of the time. But with something as glaring as this, where you are literally being like, should I do the thing that has absolutely ruined my relationship? Should I also do that? It's like, yeah. no, you shouldn't. What you should do is end the relationship with your husband. You're not happy. He did something that hurt you. He did something shitty to you. And he treated you poorly. He gaslit you all this Mm -hmm. time as well. So leave him. And then pursue the relationship with a clear conscience with this guy. Yeah, when it can actually be good and fun and not just you sinking to his shitty level. And also putting yourself in more misery and possibly danger. You know what I mean? Like Just because you reacted a certain way to being cheated on doesn't mean they will. And also... It's not going to fix anything at all. No, It's going to make everything shittier. So you you have two options. Dane gave one, which may well be the best one, which is break up because you're miserable. The second one is therapy. If you do want to stay, because it doesn't seem to say that you've tried that. And I don't really think there is another option. This is a shit one. This is a shit idea. And it's going to suck for you, for your husband who, yeah, maybe he's a bad person, but still going to suck for them and for you and for everybody and this coworker. It's just bad. So do not do this because you know, you literally put at the end, oh, I might just ruin my life. Ah, like, you know, this is bad. So listen to yourself. It's it's like those classic situations where you're talking to a friend and they like, they're like, oh, I think I'm going to go hook up with my ex or like, oh, I think I'm going to text this guy who like used to beat me or cheat on me or whatever. And you're like, don't do it. And you're like, ha ha, okay, I won't. And like, you know, they will. And it's just yeah. like, it's so frustrating just being like, you the only reason you brought this up was in the because hopes you, that I would like give you carte blanche to do it. Like, hey, yeah. you should, and that's like cool. I don't know why he said so. It's okay. Ha ha ha. It's like when you know you don't do your homework in school, and you're like, fuck, I didn't do the math homework, and someone's like, ah, don't worry, like I didn't do it either. And for whatever reason, you're like, oh, okay, we're good. It's like no, no, you're yeah, still fucked up. You're still getting in trouble. It's just you're both getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so don't do not do this. If you honestly like this coworker and you genuinely don't like your husband, break up. It's going to be better for everybody. If you really want to try to fix things, this isn't the way to do it. Go get therapy or couples counseling. That's the thing. It's like if you want to pursue the relationship with your husband, this is not going to fix it. No. And if you this don't, is- why, this is just going to be being shit to him before you leave, which maybe that's what you want after he's been shit to you, but it's not the best option, I don't think. No. And it's also like really unfair to use another person for your yes. revenge. Like yeah. you're not you you say you like this guy, but right now he's a chess piece in your weird fucking mind game that like you might be the only person playing. Yeah. And that sucks. Like I I don't know if he's aware that you're married. I don't know if he's aware of your situation mm-hmm. or if, you know, you're just being a flirty cute person and he's into you because like that would suck like as as a the third guy i wouldn't be like oh cool cool you're married nice yeah if if i found out someone was kind of like holding back on what their relationship was and like hooking up with me to fuck them over i would hate that so much and i would instantly lose all respect for that person yeah so don't do it just don't do it this is from a throwaway account how am i supposed to do foreplay with a girl who doesn't like being naked doesn't like being touched uh, he's 18, she's 19. I recently started hooking up with my friend. We took each other's virginities a couple months ago, and we've been occasionally hooking up since then. She complains that I try and move too fast into sex, but every time I try and take her clothes off to caress her or touch her nipples, she immediately puts them back on, telling me she doesn't like to be naked. Even when I finger her, I'll do it for a couple minutes at most, she'll start to feel really wet, but then she'll pull my hand away. 
I really don't want to push her if she's uncomfortable, but I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. If anyone has any advice, that would be greatly appreciated. Ask her what she wants. This is the answer. And if she says something that conflicts with what's happening, then be like, how? <laughs> like, you know, if she's like, hey, you're moving too fast into sex. Be like, okay, cool. I've tried to do X, Y, and Z. You said you don't want me to take your clothes off or, you know, you stop me when we figure you. So how would you like me to to do foreplay with you? Like, what are you into? Because obviously I don't want to do something you're uncomfortable with. Yeah, it's, it's so, so, so simple. And I understand that there's this... You know, we we talk about it when we we talk about the like. Do you like that as as a thing that men say to women during sex or during sexual encounters? And it's like, you know, there's a little bit of pushback on that, but it's a different situation when it is clear that she does in fact not like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And like, also, if she's like, if she's saying, "Hey, I I want you to do more," it is very much okay for you to be like, "Cool, what would you like me to do?" Yeah, start slow. And really sort of like sit down and be like, hey, okay, I know in the past you've said I I moved to sex too quickly. I would like, like, where do you want to start? How would you like to start? Mm -hmm. And like sit her down and lie her down and be like, I want to take care of you. So today is about you. And we're going to go as slow as you want to. And you're going to tell me like, and I'm not going to progress anything until you give me the green light or give me new instructions. So right now I, I am yours. What would you like? Literally 100%. And that's going to be so hot for them, hopefully, unless they're very insecure, which is possible, considering she doesn't want to get naked or be touched. But hopefully they will match you where you want to be. And it's like the good thing is you probably only have to do this the one time because after this one time, you'll know what she wants, hopefully. Yeah. You know, she will tell you. You'll know. And that doesn't mean you don't ever shake it up or change or progress or get better because if you just decide, well, I did it, then you're bad at sex. But it's going to be such a good starting point. It's going to be great. You're going to build this foundation that you can build off of and you'll do it together. And that's the thing, meeting each other halfway and having this because it's also going to be a trust building exercise and you're going to build this comfort. And these are all massively important for anyone's orgasm, but I think especially women's. So this comfort and this trust that you're going to build up and this roadmap that she's hopefully going to help you build of like her or her arousal. Amazing. But you just got to ask. And it's like. If you ask and she's like, well, you should know. Not great. You know, if she's unwilling to work with you, there's very little you can do. I will say, you know, foreplay isn't just manipulating things with your hands, right? There's kissing. Kissing is huge. Fucking kiss the hell out of her for like. Kissing's the best part of foreplay. Yeah, it's so great. So like you can do that long before you start to grab a nipple or fucking finger somebody, you know? And maybe that's it. Maybe you're jumping into that too fast. So talk to her. And be willing to to rock with what she's saying. And again, if she's like, oh, well, you know, I want you to touch me more. And then you could be like, hey, when I try to take your clothes off, you don't let me. When I try to do these things, like, am I doing that too soon? Or is it like, you know, whatever. And just try to clarify because it could be an insecurity thing, right? And don't be afraid to, while you're getting instructions or while you're getting information from her, to really listen to the subtext of things mm-hmm. and try to complement parts of it, right? So if she is... Sort of, you know, I know some women who have gotten really insecure about how wet they get. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, they they apologize because maybe they're making a bit of a mess. And so I will say, I love how wet you get. It's so fucking hot. It turns me on. Mm-hmm. And I try to listen to the things and like listen to my partner's body language to figure out what might be causing them discomfort 
or what might be, you know, what I feel like they might be shying away a little bit. Um, because I know that, uh, some women, I mean, this is a personal preference as mine. This isn't, you know, me lying or anything because I do in fact really love them, but the, they're not love handles, but when a woman lies down or is sitting down and like her hips and her butt sort of like press up and you got like, and, and do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, if they're wearing like a thong or underwear, you see like their butt pushed up. To yeah. where, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the hips yeah. like that to me is what I could look at that. I could hold that all day and just be a happy guy. I like, I, I would, I would happily go to heaven doing <laughs> that. But I know that like, I've talked with women and, and anytime I've commented on it, a lot of women say, really? Like, that, like I'm, that's my most, like, I'm so insecure about that mm-hmm. because it's well, um, like, we're all big fucking idiots. Like we all think parts <laughs> about ourselves that like, are great suck and we all like we're all like that there's all these stupid things that we're so hung up on that people either never notice or love or don't care about and and that's the fact and it is almost impossible to tell anybody else that or yourself that and i am definitely no exception to the rule but i think it is as dane's saying it's a very great and wonderful thing as a partner to be able to recognize an insecurity and try to salve it you know what i mean put a salve on it try to reduce it even a little bit and just compliment them especially when it's genuine you know which i think a lot of the time it is because again we're all big fucking idiots and it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be a verbal compliment i know some people who are you know who might have scars or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just like just not reacting to it right like not making a big deal of it it. the same as everything else right you know what i mean like if you're just kissing one place and then you shy away from that place entirely, like that's going to sting, obviously. Yeah. Right. I used to sleep with a, a woman who had a, a pretty serious uh, surgery in and left with a, a fairly large scar on her stomach. And I remember the first time I, you know, we, we hooked up, I, you know, kissed down her stomach the way that I would most partners to like, you know, go down on her. And afterwards, she was like, I like I haven't been kissed on my stomach since my surgery because everyone sort of like gets freaked out by this mm-hmm. fairly gnarly scar. But like, and like I was the just funny like, thing is, a lot of people might not be freaked out about it in the way that they're thinking. They might be like, oh, like, I don't want to draw attention to it. Like, they might be yes. like, awkward, yeah. you know, and not like, oh, look at that scar. Like, but unfortunately, it's always going to translate poorly. It's it's the guessing game of being like, do you want me to completely avoid mm-hmm. this so that you yes. don't think that I'm thinking about it? Or would you like me to just embrace it and not give a shit that it's there because yeah. I don't care. It is your body and I'm I'm into your body. Obviously, I'm trying to have sex with you. Yeah. And it's also like, do I am I drawing attention to it if I kiss it? Does it seem like fake or, you know, is it bringing it to her mind when, you know, there's a lot and I get it. But it's like that's. One of the struggles, but one of the joys, because I think it's a really nice thing to be able to reinforce someone's self-confidence. And I love chipping away at insecurities. And I mean that in the, like, getting rid of them, not slowly (laughs) eroding someone's self-worth by bringing them up all the time. And there's something beautiful about, like, falling in love with or admiring or adoring physical imperfections and and Mm -hmm. things that people are insecure about like so what if you've got a little cellulite on your butt like i let me get my hands on it so what if you've got like a little bit of a belly i don't care like it's so nice to sort of normalize and gush over 
things that I know that most people probably aren't super confident about or make them feel insecure. It's like finding those moments of what makes your partner unique physically and then being like, I love it. This is the best. This is makes me so happy. Like finding moments to just like indulge in your partner is it genuinely is a it's a great way not only to one form a deeper connection with them, but also, as Niall said, sort of help fill in the cracks of insecurity. And because I'm sure the nice things that you are saying are a single plank of the chasms of, of what they've either said to themselves or have been said to by other people. Yeah. And that's why I meant, even if you're like lessening it, the, the slightest amount, you know what I mean? Often getting rid of insecurities is a lifelong work if ever, but if you yeah. could, as Dane said, have that one plank, fuck. Yeah. That's one more plank than there was, right? The the hardest thing to start any project is like that first step, right? Mm-hmm. So if you start building the fucking staircase, there's a good chance they might keep doing it. Yeah. Or at the very least, the next person that comes along will have a slightly easier time. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's a nice, great way to be cool and chill to someone you love. So talk to her. Basically, <laughs> we got sidetracked. <laughs> but it's important. It is important. I, 36-year-old male, dated someone, 34-year-old female, for eight months, and she blocked me after texting that this was the happiest she'd ever been in a relationship. We met on Bumble, February 2022, talked for a month, met for drinks, hit it off, started seeing each other regularly. Fast forward eight months to October, November. We go on a great fancy dinner date. We had a lot of fun. I get sick and can't see her for two weeks. At the end of my sickness, I text and ask when she's free. She responds, I'm glad you're feeling better. This is really hard for me to send. You made me the happiest I've ever been in a relationship. This is the best relationship of my life, but our schedules are intense. You're a great person and I love you, but let's call it. And she blocked me. It's been two to three months. I'm still blocked on everything and I'm in the worst depression of my life. I haven't been able to move on. I think about her every day. Mutual friends have told me she is not dating and just sitting at home upset. I want to break no contact by writing her a letter or knocking on her door. I know it's a bad idea, but I don't know what else to do. I want to respect her boundaries, but I'm beside myself. Any advice on how to let it go or what to do? Oof, this is tough. I, I didn't think this is the the way the question was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give me what she texted him one more uh, time? I'm glad you're feeling better. This is really hard for me to send. You made me the happiest I've ever been in a relationship. This was the best relationship of my life, but our schedules are intense. You're a great person. And I love you, but let's call it. That's a, that's a wild Especially because, like, in from his point, at least from the question, we didn't get a sense of, like, you know, it was difficult to, like, see each other, but we made mm-hmm. it work. Thing, yeah. Right? So I would like to know how much of that actually played into it. Because if it, if it was, and, like, trust me, I, I'm there, my dude. Like, it is, my schedule is, is stupid. It's, it's tough for me to find free time, and it's mm-hmm. tough for me to... Well, even this uh, recording, it was a bit of stressful to fucking get together right yeah and like we're recording on a day that we usually don't record so that i can maintain a social commitment that i had made previously and honestly the only reason we're able to is because a previous recording we were meant to have done for a collab fell through and got rescheduled so like if that hadn't happened this would have been even more stressful i get it schedules are a mess so if that is playing into it if that is an issue then I understand where she's coming from. I and I've I've been I've been hit with this from women myself, where people have been like, "Hey, I've had a really great time with you. It's been a lot of fun, but I want something more than seeing you for a couple hours once a week." 
mm-hmm. or every couple weeks when you're free. And like, I get that. I now it always sucks. I will say I'm delving the comments for additional information. Uh, they said they saw each other at least once a week, but usually four times, which is, I would say, quite a lot of times. At least once a week, but usually four times a week. Yes, which is, hey, the majority of the week. And again, it's like, and I would also, love to know if it's like, are they seeing each other for like, like two a, hours? Like coffee, yeah. Or, and I, I will say, even if you do have a fucked schedule, like, I imagine if there was effort made to resolve this, it would have been mentioned. So it's like to just be like, oh, we have bad schedules. Bye. Like, that's really shit. And I understand why you're upset. Yes, 100%. I, I don't think there's any reason. Like, I understand why you feel the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, I'm just trying I, to, like, wrap my head around it. I'd been, like, hooking up with someone for, like, a year. And when they broke up with me, it came kind of out of the blue. And I was like, hey. And again, we weren't, like, official or anything. I felt like we were getting there. And uh, I was like, can I ask why? Like, what happened? You know what I mean? It was a pretty, like, kind breakup up until I was like, hey, like, is there a reason? Or I was kind of just, like, asking because I was confused. And she was like, it didn't mean enough for me to have to tell you why. I was like, whoa, that hurts. And, like, later on, we talked and still she never gave me a reason. And, like, to this day, I don't know. I did find a piece of paper and a thing she had left, which did indicate that it was as a result of a tarot card reading, which is fucking weird. But again, that might not be it, or it could be it because people do fucking weird things or as is more likely. And maybe the case in this situation, some people are scared of commitment and people are scared of things going well and self-sabotage or are like very avoidant. And it could be that it could be like you guys were going, doing so well that like she freaked out. You and I could both guess for yep. the re- like for the rest of the mm-hmm. show, we could do an episode every week and come up with a million reasons. 100%. And the thing is, it doesn't matter. Happened. Because it doesn't. It's not up to you to combat her reasons why she's breaking up to you with. But wait, tarot cards are bullshit. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like they've decided this thing. And unfortunately, that's it. And I'm, I'm sure you want closure, but. We've talked about before, closure kind of not really, it's not like a movie. It often doesn't exist in the way we hope it would. Yeah, closure is 100% your responsibility. Yes. It is not anyone else's responsibility to give you closure because we know how we work and how our brains work and we won't believe them anyway. Yes, yes. Right, we or will overanalyze. Yeah, we'll overanalyze whatever they've said as as what they were supposed to be doing in closure and that will just fuck us up harder. So if you want closure, you need to read that message again and read the thing of saying, hey, you made me feel great. It was the best relationship and be like, great. Mm -hmm. It was a great relationship. I'm glad that I made them happy. And I'm glad that I'm I'm, I know I'm capable of making people that I care about happy because that is a big part of insecurity. It was something I dealt with and struggled with for a very, very large part of my life of feeling like I wasn't enough or. I wasn't able to to give the love that I thought people deserved, and I didn't think I was worthy of the love that I was receiving. So being able to have clear-cut proof that that person felt loved and that you gave them something that we all try to give people that matter to us, love and affection, and like knowing that there is a, a message there that you can look at and be like, okay, she was happy and I made her happy. That's what you should focus on because I know you will spiral and then go 
but she's not happy anymore. I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough. It, that, no, no, no. Mm. It, it, why she made the decision doesn't matter because yeah. all because of all the crazy things you're saying to yourself right now and how you're spiraling now, she's doing the same thing, right? So you don't know what's happening on her end. What you can do is know what's happening on your end and be like, great, I made her happy and I know I can make other people happy. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to process this for as long as you need. Take your time. Don't rush into anything. But know that the next person you see, you could make this happy again. Yeah. And I think it's also worth looking at, like, if this is how this person decides to end things with you, it's like, is that kind of the person you wanted to see anyway? Like, obviously, things aren't going well on their end. To me, that would also, it is proof that, like, this isn't the kind of person you wanted to be with, because the person you'd want to be with would, one, obviously want to be with you, but two, would, would show a little bit more grace and like a little bit more of an explanation yeah so i I think that's how i looked at my situation where it's like if someone doesn't have the maturity to like talk to me and like be whatever it's like cool that's an indication of how a relationship would have gone which would have been poorly yeah so i here's my suggestion to you you're blocked so the the hardest part of like looking at social media is taken care of for you great yeah that is that is a boon anytime your friends bring her up Say, uh, thanks, uh, but like, I'm not really interested. I don't need to know what she's doing. She has made her choice. And if she wanted me to know these things, she'd reach out to me. She's the one who blocked me. She's made it clear that I like, I shouldn't, she doesn't want me to know about this or doesn't want me to know about her life anymore. So while I appreciate you're probably saying this to make me feel better, I'm not really interested in what she's doing. And just sort of let everyone know that like if she wants a if she wants a break she gets a break cuz it's hard to move on when your friends are like oh man i bet she misses you yeah that and sucks. i'm i'm imagining in this case he's probably asking yeah and and even if he's not you need to make this you need to make the decision of being like not interested yeah. that's the thing you need to stop asking and you need to if they bring it up be like hey they don't want me to reach out so i'm this i'm sure is like i just don't want to hear it that's fine i'm going to move on uh, yeah. I don't think writing a letter or reaching out or breaking this nope. no contact is the way to go because it's not going to go well. I think no. best case, it just puts you back at square one because even though you feel like shit, you have started the process of getting over it. And yeah. this will just put you literally back at the beginning. Unfortunately, as we said, like closure doesn't work like that. So I think what you need to do is realize you're allowed to feel what you're feeling. You have good reason to be Absolutely. sad. And I think like, you know, don't feel like, oh, I can't Fe- it, feel it. By all means, fucking feel it. Realize you are in the right. You are not, you know, spiral. Well, maybe you're spiraling, but you're not crazy. You're feeling it. You're allowed to feel it. Do what Dane said. Look at the positives. They love, they, they had a great time. You were a good partner. Wonderful. Take that and move forward. Do not contact them. Do not stalk them in whatever way you can. Respect the blocking and maybe even do some blocking of your own in case they unblock you because then you just don't have to worry about that. And then do what you need to do to move on. And we would recommend, because we talked about this before, taking time for yourself and doing positive things. Join a class. Do like hit the gym. Like do the thing you've always wanted to do. Use the time that you spent on them to build yourself up, distract yourself, and to get more out of life. Because if you're wallowing at home, it's just going to suck. Whereas if you're out at a cooking class and you even meet a new friend or learn how to make a cool new fucking dish, it's going to be great. Might I suggest finding a local karaoke bar and bonding with the strangers that are regulars there? 100%. Win some Raptors tickets by being a really good karaoke singer like Dane did. I did it. We got out of control in terms of timing on this. Yeah, so we're let's, shooting uh, over. 
let's let's go into tenders. We're gonna do like two, three max. Because we gotta total? get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. At the end of the episode, we like to pop onto uh, online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, look through the profiles, comb them for red flags, see what works, see what doesn't work, and never to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. So I assume you have, I'm going to leave the Tinders in your hands. Okay. So hit me with two or three good ones. And by good ones, I mean interesting ones we could talk about. Here's Jim. Hi, I'm a man. I'm not ashamed to be a man. I will not apologize for being a man. I will manspread. I will mansplain. I will burp, spit, and fart. I will not list my pronouns. I will not check my privilege, and I may have forgotten to put the seat down. You want a boy? Swipe left. There's plenty. I love the fact that you're constantly saying, I'm a man, but mm. I won't tell you my pronouns. It's yeah, like, it's well, just, there was hey, a point dude. where I, I got there, and I'm like, this is a joke. This is parody. But it isn't. I'm pretty sure mm. it isn't. I it honestly, it's hard to tell these days. The people, like so many people, are such a fucking farce of themselves. Like almost yeah. everything Andrew Tate does. I'm like, are you? Is this like, or just like, like just just anyone? Like any sort of like conservative right wing, yeah, like personality. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, recently, like after this, the terrible another school shooting that happened in the states was like, oh, we had we we want to send guns over to the Ukraine to fight bad guys with guns, but we don't want to give guns to good guys in schools. I'm like, are you really comparing an actual war zone with your schools? Like you understand that that's that you now view the, the situation, the invasion of a country of Ukraine to our school system or your school because they do support Russia and they do support the shooters. So it's a pretty fair analogy. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, this, this, this is a zero. Okay. Uh, this one has no name. Also a zero. Sorry. Uh, they are 25. And uh, making a profile is like making a job posting. Swiping, like viewing job offers slash options. Going out, like attending job fairs. Matching is like a job offer. Attending dates is like interviews. And dating is like accepting the job offer. I want a relationship that doesn't feel like a job. But that's like getting your dream job. Not stating that anyone is like a job. Just stating that people treat and go about relationships like we do with jobs. Some people quit the same way. Kind of makes me sick. Hey, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I feel like, like he he almost he was almost there. He's just saying the quiet part out loud. Like, you're not wrong. Like, it is a lot of people do treat, especially on dating platforms, like it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people treat dates like interviews. Like, he's not incorrect. I've been on dates where people are like, Where'd you go to school? Yeah. Where, what do you want to do in five? Like I've been on dates that have felt like job interviews. I get it, but this isn't, <laughs> but, but where's, I, feel I like don't, this isn't anything. The seed of what he wanted to do, I think was, I want a relationship that feels like getting your dream job. And then he got so lost in the analogy. And then he started freaking out. Me like, I mean, like, I'm not saying your job. I mean, like, well, people treat them. I mean, like, also some people quit. It makes me sick. It's like, why are you, dude? It's it's kind of endearing. The like, you're right. The whole like, I want to find a relationship that feels like finding your dream job is actually a really cute sentiment. Yes. It is. And I, I it think is, that's what they tried to go for. <laughs> and even just the like, the 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 self-awareness to be like, I'm not saying that people are like things is also as a man, a very important thing to do because unfortunately a lot of the time when we talk about women and relationships, we equate women to 
things dehumanize. Hey, wait, wait for our next one, Dane. <laughs> yeah, um, this is. I'm gonna give it a. You know what? I I want to give it a tentative like seven. Whoa! If you if you clear everything else, out. like seven um, with if me and him sat if me you him sat down for five minutes, it would be a seven. It's it's an unpolished diamond. It's right now. It's it's got a lot of two. Yeah, he needs it. he needs a hug and he needs an editor. I would give it a three. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm maybe gonna say a four because I think he means well, but like. Dude got lost in the sauce hard. Yes, lost in the sauce hard. Dude's drowning. It's like, did someone have a gun to your head? Did you not realize you you don't have to type it in one go? Like, you can change it. You can still change it. Uh, and to to send us off into that sweet night. This is Genty. He's twenty six. This app makes women think they're special snowflakes and have an endless bounty of cock to choose, but they're all just used up holes. Woof. That's a yikes. That should have been my bad sex writing. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, I don't need to describe what or, you know, explain why this is bad. Women who have had sex in the past are not used up. They are more than just holes. Like, it's, yeah, it's just like also, you know, this is meant to be a dating profile, dude, right? Like, do you think anyone's going to be like, yeah, this one? He's yeah. also just like standing in a parking lot at night. and He looks like a little lost. So I don't hey, know. let me tell you, he is a little lost. He is a little lost. That's a minus 10. Uh, thank you very much for listening, friends. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, once again, we have a live show coming up April 20th at the Black Sheep Cocktail Lounge in Liberty Village in Toronto. 7.30 uh, is when we, we start putting people in, start getting drinks on tables. 8 o'clock is when the show starts. Uh, the tickets are free. There are no tickets. You just have to go online and reserve a table and come have a great time with us yeah it's it's always fun and again the crowd is so fucking wonderful and i know you would just be a wonderful addition to that too so come along if you can and if you want because we want you to and we'll be there and of course if you want to support the show for you know if you if you can't make it or if you just really like the show and want to help us out Mm -hmm. or if you're like hey that show's free but it shouldn't be here's yeah some money we would appreciate that fbuddiespodcast.com click the patreon link or patreon.com slash fbuddies uh we have a bunch of different options there is a tier i believe the the middle tier uh gets you access to our special patreon once a month episode called pillow talk we are loosey we're goosey we do the same sort of thing that we do here but a little more unhinged because it's usually our second or third recording of the day um and it's, it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. And if you want to see what they're all about, um, last week's episode is actually a Patreon episode that we released because we were stuck at Comic-Con all weekend. Um, so if you, it's a good way of like testing the water. See if it's something you want to take a part in. 100%. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Seeds for their song, Paper Stars. And I have two really pertinent bad sex writings, and I don't know which one to read, but they both fit what we were just talking about massively. Uh, you know who Candace Owens is? Yep. Cool. This is her. This is a tweet, a real tweet she did. If you think making your husband a sandwich is a sin, but popping your vagina into another woman's vagina in front of the world is power, you are a lost soul. What was this? What is the context for this? I, I assume she just doesn't like lesbians. Oh, I mean, I to me, it sounds like there was a perform. This was like a Grammys thing. Uh, or hey, fucking maybe. You know, this was the 16th of March. Was it like... Was that when the Oscars were? Is that the Oscars? Who knows? Candace Owens. What the fuck? 
Yeah, what the absolute I, fuck is wrong with you? This is this is why we're in a bad place in the yeah, world. Like just the fact that anyone is like, I support this absolute fucking idiot is like insane. Just like just the 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 verbiage of it popping into yes. another woman's like, what are you talking about? That is physically not how any of that works. No. But Candace Owens, you know what? You enjoy your sandwiches. Uh, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. Go pop your vagina into another vagina. <laughs>